the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hear God's Word daily, grow deeper in your faith, and be inspired by the sermon section on God's AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. The Memorial Day holiday weekend meant renewed warnings from politicians and health experts to be cautious as the coronavirus continues its spread and deaths nationwide draw close to 100,000. People flocked to the beaches where the weather cooperated. Also on SRNews.com, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says the daily number of dead from the coronavirus has moved slightly above 100 again, but the trend continues down. On a related matter, Cuomo says as of today, professional sports leagues can begin holding training camps in New York. I believe that uh, sports that can come back without having people in the stadium, without having people in the arena, do it. Do it. Work out the economics if you can. We want you up. As Yellowstone and other national parks end a two-month shutdown due to the coronavirus, park officials want visitors to take precautions, such as washing their hands, keeping a safe distance from other people. This is SR News. This is Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities. During times of crisis, this radio station will continue to be a reliable source of news and information. We take this very seriously and ask that you continue to stand behind not only our station by listening every day, but by continuing to do business with our local marketing partners. It's because of their support that we can be a beacon of strength when our culture needs it the most. Visit this station's website to learn more or call us at 651-405-8800. We recently launched a daily newsletter. It's called the Daybreak Insider, and you'll get a rapid-fire look at the day's news from a conservative viewpoint. So make sure you subscribe right now at am1280thepatriot.com and use the keyword subscribe. Just past 4 o'clock on this Sunday here in the Twin Cities, let's take a look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows Indoors Weather Center. We got mostly cloudy skies today. We hit a high of 78. We got the victory hour with Andrew Parker coming up next right here on AM 1280 The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Midwest Fence is the type of fence company your brother, your uncle, your cousin, or your neighbor would recommend because they, too, went with them for their fence and figured out pretty quickly Midwest was the obvious choice. Not only were the costs kept low because Midwest Fence is the largest fence company in the state and thus buys in bulk and passes the savings on to you, but just the fact that this company has vastly more experience with fences than anyone else gives a person a certain peace of mind. Folks, they've been at this since Truman was president. Driving down the road in Minnesota, you see the handiwork of Midwest fence all around you. And those people who went with Midwest will tell you it was hardly a difficult decision. You won't find a greater variety of design options, nor more down-to-earth people ready to work with you. Midwest fence, the ones your neighbors recommend. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant 
instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-775-4514. 800-775-4514. That's 800-775-4514. Millions plan for retirement online, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, and manage your benefits all from the comfort of your home. And give yourself the freedom to do what you want offline. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like stars and stripes. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plane talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow his directions. Bernie knows his way around. It's Sunday, 4 o'clock. And what does that mean? It means it's the best hour in radio of the week. It is the victory hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and uh, we continue to be in the lockdown. Yes, they're moving the food around the plate to suggest that things are being loosened, but really, are they? Is your business coming back? Are you re-employed? Are your liberties and freedoms coming back? Are the percentage of deaths continuing to increase? Has this lockdown worked? Is this protection for our own good? Or is it destruction? We need to start asking those questions. And some of that, some of us are not happy at all. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. and There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller and all we say is please at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Yes, sir. Mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. 1976. You all recall it? The movie Network. There are other movies that... uh, This reality is parroting fiction. 
that we could use as an exemplar, and we will, with our special guest this week on the Victory Hour, and that is Mr. Scott Johnson, columnist, blogger for the award-winning blog site Powerline Blog. He was the founder back 18 years ago this month, along with uh, John Hinderocker and Paul Mirengoff, and it is uh, it has been one of the top blog sites ever since its founding, and they are writing regularly with just the facts, simply the facts, focusing on the facts, assessing whether or not the numbers bear out the destruction that has occurred here, the destruction to our economy and the impact on people's lives day-to-day by the decisions of our politicians. Listen. South Dakota has not shut down, has not locked down. Florida did for a very short while, and it was a different kind of lockdown. It was a focused lockdown. Uh, And they are now much more open than most states. Same in Texas. We all know the story in Georgia where uh, they reopened first in the nation and broadly reopened. None of those states have gotten hit with death from the coronavirus after having reopened or not having locked down in the same way as many other states have. The numbers there are as favorable or more favorable than the lockdown states. What does that tell you? Look at the numbers. Oh, but wait a minute, Parker. We, you know, wait, 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 wait one minute here because the modeling shows we're still reaching our peak. Oh, the modeling. The modeling that has been 100 to 500% wrong time and time again. And many top-rated scientists, virologists, epidemiologists have disagreed with that modeling, have disagreed with the shutdown which is causing destruction of our economy, but more than that, will in all likelihood cause increase in not just mayhem in people's lives, but in their very life, causing more death through suicide, alcoholism, etc. And today with Scott Johnson, we're going to talk about uh, precisely how it is that some of the decisions in one given state, that is the state of Minnesota right here, have resulted in such economic calamity while so few deaths to those who have not been in assisted care facilities and how it is that we continue to ignore those numbers. Why has there not been a specific plan that intended to reduce deaths in assisted care facilities rather than moving patients out of hospitals into assisted care facilities who have COVID. That's what we were doing, and we were doing it for an extended period of time. Even after the numbers were showing us the disaster and the 81% of all the deaths in Minnesota coming from those in assisted care facilities. And we are continuing to do it today. Jan Malcolm has not just done a poor job, she's done a horrific job. And we continue to follow her lead. What is the model that Governor Walls is following? Because it has shifted. It was 74,000 were going to be dead. 
Then they talked about if we do this, this, and this, 24,000 will be saved. We aren't even to 1,000 yet. And 81% of them are in assisted care facilities that we are not and have no plan to protect, or at least no efficient or effective plan. We're following the New York model, which was a disaster. Our plan appears to be forcefully reducing the income of people who are at low risk of dire consequence from the coronavirus while simultaneously increasing the chances of viral exposure for those who are at high risk. We are doing the opposite. I don't care if Tim Walls is a Democrat or a Republican. I would be calling him out. Anyone who looks at these numbers should be. It's insanity. Makes no sense. And we haven't even gotten into the makes no sense policies of eliminating the ability to go to Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. But you can go to the liquor store. I mean, that's the policy. You want to have a socially distanced congregational spiritual event uh, uh, experience at, at your church or your synagogue or your mosque? No, you cannot do that. But if you want to go get jam-packed into a liquor store or a grocery store... That's open. Oh, we got rules, but that's open. They don't even want to apply the rules to the uh, congregational setting. Now, I know Wall says, oh, he's backed off it a little. You know, what he backed off was, you know, he's allowing uh, a few people. It's just wrong. Craziness. Well, when we come back, we're going to be joined by uh, someone who knows... uh, and has been following it, writing about it. You should follow him on Powerline blog. He's been writing about it now for a couple of months uh, and has uh, generally gotten it right. That is Mr. Scott Johnson, founder of Powerline blog. Until we come back, sharpen that number two pencil. Jot this down, 651-289-4488. Give us a call. We have time. We'll get you on the air. Agree or disagree. Love to talk to you. 651-289-4488. Go to parkerdk.com to what is often referred to as an award-winning website. Yes, it is. We'll be right back. Stay with us. AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something extraordinary? Set a clear new vision for yourself this year and join Dr. Sebastian Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th. Journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world, you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from Holy Scripture. Reserve your spot today. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Think you can't afford life insurance? Think again. 
you might be surprised at how affordable it can be. 80% of Americans overestimate the cost of life insurance. Maybe it's time to swap a few small expenses for some big peace of mind. Life insurance can protect what matters most, and it's the right thing to do. Let's talk today. For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651-460-3333. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work. After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to ParkerDK.com. We're back with ABBA this week on the Victory Hour. The wonderful sounds of ABBA. Listen, there's a lot to frown about. You hear ABBA, you get a smile, don't you? Darn right. Got to do it. Whether you're uh, sporting a man bun like I am in protest of these restrictions, the... Removal of freedom and liberty. Inability to get a haircut, and it's gotten a little ridiculous. Well, if you look at the numbers and you start to ask, well, how many have have died? I mean, and it's tragic, as they say, and as it is absolutely true, one death is one too many for sure. But the reality is taking out those in assisted care facilities which we have not served that community well at all, no question about it. Uh, We have, uh, you know, between 120 and 150 have passed away in the state of Minnesota, total out of 5.6 million people. And there are many other things that in a given year or even months cause more deaths than that that we do not eliminate, restrict, take liberties and freedoms. Well, we're doing that now. So uh, Tim Walls has been elected our governor, as you all know, and has the authority to make such decisions. How is he doing? What's the report card look like? We're joined now by Scott Johnson, Powerline blog, also a wonderful... uh, Attorney, graduate of Dartmouth College with his co-Powerline blogster founders, John Hinderocker and uh, Paul Mirangoff. And it is a fantastic blog. If you haven't connected to it, you should be a regular. And they've been writing, uh, Scott in particular, has been writing about this coronavirus for uh, since very early on. And uh, I've been following it. And it's outstanding thought, really, on the subject. Scott, welcome. Thank you very much for joining us on the Victory Hour. Andy, thank you for having me on. So, uh, Scott, I posed the question of, uh, you know, what kind of grade do you give uh, Governor Walls thus far in handling this crisis? You know, I would like to explain that I really started paying attention on March 25th when Governor Walls, uh, mm-hmm. it was after he declared the state of emergency and had uh, limited restaurants and bars. But on that day, uh, he signed an executive order with the shutdown that we lived with, the broad shutdown that we lived with until last week or so. 
Mm-hmm. That really got my attention. And I watched that speech and his recitation of a coming wave of 74,000 deaths attributable mm-hmm. to COVID-19. And really watching it, I, I, have, I haven't seen Walls a lot. I just took it at face value. I didn't stop to think about it, how absurdly high that number was for the state of Minnesota. But in the following day or two, it struck me that uh, he'd been grossly misleading in his speech. And he emphasized on, in that March 25th speech that he was relying on this super-duper Minnesota model that was created by the Minnesota Department of Health and the University of Minnesota, the experts over at the Public School of Health. I took all that at face value. And, in fact, he was relying yes. on a super-duper Minnesota model. The only thing was it was like a Professor Irwin Corey model. Yes. Uh, <laughs> It really, I mean, it it only hurts when I laugh, but, you know, I did buy it. And I feel listening to him is like listening to an old-fashioned, pretty good used car salesman. I bought the car on March 25th, but, you know, when I stopped to think about it, I thought uh, I'd like to return it, and, uh, and, and I really don't want to buy it again. And I have to say... On his behalf, I'm glad I don't have to make these decisions. Uh, I, 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 you know, especially as early on as he he made difficult decisions early on. I think I, on March 25th, I think we'd had one death, yeah. and in retrospect, I think he did some things right and some things wrong. But he owes the state of Minnesota. He's always, you know, talking about hi Minnesota, Minnesota, we can do this. Minnesota deserves an apology for the. Uh, what he was ladling out on March 25th, and he's never looked back. He just keeps it up. Well, and, and you gotta, you've got to say, I mean, the people he was relying on, these modelers, he's no virologist or epidemiologist. He's relying on these people at the Department of Health, and I'm sorry, Jan Malcolm, as nice as she may be, she's got to go. These modelers weren't just uh, mildly wrong. They were colossally wrong. And many policy decisions have been made based on these models, which, by the way, I've still never seen. I, I don't know, you know how they could have been so wrong. But they are clinging to the revised model, which is still ridiculous. You know, this is Model 3 we're into, and it was ridiculous the day they announced it, which was a week ago Thursday, a week ago this past Thursday. But b- before you go there, let me just say, I've learned a little bit about Model 1. There was a PowerPoint presentation that accompanied it. Accompanied it. It's a, the, um, the presentation is, is by a guy who sounds like Professor Erwin Corey on video. Uh, the the presentation is available on video and the PowerPoint package is separately posted, so you can look at all this stuff. And and Walls shows these these charts uh, in the course of his March 25th speech, and it shows you know if we do this, we'll have two curves that are roughly the same height. I mean, I it really it's so bizarre. It really it looks like a, it looks like a it looks like a comedy sketch, but um, and the Star Tribune just buys it up. Lock, stock, and barrel, and spews it out as if uh, you know they're his uh, uh, press department. You know, it, it really that that's exactly right. It's Jeremy Olson, who's this Pulitzer Prize-winning healthcare reporter, he's never stopped to look back about how pitiful the models were. He just thinks they're getting better and better. So Model Three isn't as big a joke as Model One. Uh, but I wanted to say about Model One. I know a little bit more about it now because on April 6th, the University of Minnesota School of Public Health posted uh, a, an item bragging about their influence on Governor Wall's statewide shutdown on March 25th. So if you look online, uh, you know, Google School of Public Health Minnesota model, you'll find this piece about how it was the work created by some research assistants over a weekend pulling all-nighters. <laughs> Uh, and, and how proud they are to have had this humongous impact with their model. And I, apparently nobody has ever pointed out to them what a bad job they did. They're bragging about it. Yeah, and, and so, you know, when you, when you look at it and you say, all right, we have destroyed our economy, we've destroyed many people's lives, we have increased uh, uh, poverty, kids going hungry, we have increased families on food stamps, we have... 
We have increased alcoholism and abuse, domestic abuse, um, and all of that, uh, you know, to, to deal with this pandemic who, what about this statistic? 81, now I think 82% of all deaths in Minnesota are folks in assisted care facilities. Andy, when I started writing about this in early April, the first thing that jumped out at me was that 66% of the deaths were in assisted care facilities. And, and I, so I started tracking it every day in the series that you're referring to, which I call coronavirus in one state. And in the time that I've been writing about it through today, that number has gone from two-thirds to 82% of all deaths that they attribute to uh, the virus, to the disease, have occurred among residents of assisted care living facilities. It's gone up from two-thirds to 82%, to the point now where Minnesota leads the country in this, in this really disgraceful statistic. And um, a week ago, Wednesday or Thursday, a couple of weeks ago, they announced a, plan, a, ba- a five-point battle plan. I don't know if you, if you heard that. That yeah. was Commissioner Malcolm. Yes, Commissioner uh, Malcolm comes out with this battle plan in, in, uh, in mid to late May, as if this so, is a new phenomenon. Andy, these folks hold a one-hour press briefing every day, Monday through Friday, and I'm waiting for some reporter to start start asking serious questions about it. But for the last week, as this number has hovered between 81 and 82 percent, I don't recall a question. I I post the video every day on Powerline uh, of of the daily press briefing and, and quote things of interest from it, but the lack of attention by the media at these press briefings, the failing to hold these people to account like you, you're doing in your program this afternoon, is just almost shocking. I see that St. Paul Pioneer Press has, has a page one story about the, the situation in nursing homes today, which I haven't read. But really, the lack of attention to it is as shocking as the decision yeah, it, itself. It, it, really, it really is. We're going to talk a little bit more about the media coverage we have John from Golden Valley on the other side of the break. John, if you can hold, Scott Johnson will stay with us uh, for the uh, next segment as well. And we're going to continue to talk about really the fiasco here that has occurred in Minnesota. I just want to note quickly that uh, the state of Florida uh, handled this in a far different way with much better results. We're going to talk about that, too, on the other side of the break. Make sure you stay with us as uh, we continue to assess, really, the disaster of the handling of the coronavirus uh, pandemic in the state of Minnesota. Stay with us. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won, and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades. And if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to parkerdk.com. Your potential customers are at home right now. Are you there with them? In these uncertain times, the investment you made in digital marketing is really paying off. Thanks to Salem Surround, you're on page one of the search engines. Your online reputation is five-star. Your digital presence is accurate, and you're everywhere. Oh, wait, you're not? You don't have an effective digital marketing strategy? It's not too late. Contact Salem Surround for help. 
We deliver prescriptive marketing solutions to communicate with your current and future customers that not only meet your needs, but exceed your expectations. Salem Surround can help you with digital marketing during these difficult times and beyond. Total market saturation with increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com surroundmsp.com connecting you with new customers mark twain once quipped a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes when you are lied about and it spreads the resulting mayhem and destruction can be and often is disastrous Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. We are back. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and we are joined by writer, columnist, author, lawyer, blogster, Powerline blog founder, co-founder, Scott Johnson, who wrote this recently. I had thought that we have reached the San Marcos phase of emergency rule, as depicted in Woody Allen's Bananas, and he quotes, Hear me, I am your new president. From this day on, the official language of San Marcos will be Swedish. He went on to say, the president of San Marcos, In addition to that, all citizens will be required to change their underwear every half hour. Underwear will be worn on the outside so we can check. And that are, those are some of the absurdities of some of the policies that have been pushed out and not even questioned as we continue to follow models that appear to be outrageous in order to spawn fear and to, I guess, in the city of Minneapolis now, wear masks all the time, even though... Fauci had said, you don't need masks. The CDC said that. WHO not long ago said that. Just a few weeks ago. Now all of a sudden it's completely different. If you are not wearing a mask, you should be arrested. You're going to be fined $1,000. And you don't care about your fellow. One iota. Because you want to infect them. Well, I don't know. When you've got science in your back pocket, I guess anything goes. You know, we've got a call from John in uh, Golden Valley. John, thanks for calling into the Victory Hour. Go ahead. Oh, thanks for taking my call. Say, um, back on uh, April 4th, there was a puff piece in the Star and Tribune in regard to Jan Malcolm. Yeah. And they referred to her as Minnesota's Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Well, I don't think Jan's a doctor. She has an undergraduate degree, no MD, no PhD, no MA, nothing. She has an undergraduate degree from your uh, guest alma mater, Dartmouth, in philosophy. Yeah. And it's amazing that someone with an undergraduate degree in philosophy, no clinical medical training, would be handling the greatest medical urgency allegedly in the history of minnesota and i just wanted to get that out there thank you thank you john for calling uh, the victory hour uh you know in terms of experience and background that's a part of it uh, certainly it is it doesn't mean uh she can't do a credible job of leading scientists modelers virologists epidemiologists uh in a very effective way the fact of the matter is she hasn't 
And if she's the state's Dr. Fauci, I don't know, do you want to be the state's Dr. Fauci? I mean, Fauci's a nice enough guy, seems to be an honest guy. I mean, everything he says, everybody believes, et cetera. It doesn't matter how wrong he's been, and he's been wrong. He's been flat out wrong, and he's changed his view back and forth two, three, four times in a, you know, uh, on, on a given subject, including uh, as it relates to masks, including how you can get this disease. Oh, at the beginning, it, it, it landed on a surface. It was going to be there for four days, and you could pick it up from that surface at any time, so you got to be wiping down every surface. That, uh, now they're coming out saying, ah, the, uh, surfaces, don't worry about surfaces. I mean, what... <laughs> What are we to believe while our entire system is being decimated? We're talking to Scott Johnson of uh, Powerline Blog. And, Scott, uh, I wanted to ask you uh, about this uh, uh, issue of, you know, religious worship and how the governor has dealt with that issue. It appears now, I don't know if you call it backing down, but... Uh, you know, for some reason, uh, compromising what was so critical just a few days ago, no congregations. It was interesting at the press conference in which he announced that uh, those restrictions were going to continue on uh, church services. He was asked a question which contrasted the treatment of churches and other places of worship with retail establishments and so on. And he yammered in his fast-talking style, as he's accustomed to do, that concluded with the statement, but I have to concede the logic of your argument. Yes, yes. (laughs) You know, I don't know if you've ever had a client that bad who confessed (laughs) that. (laughs) He was guilty of illegal disparate treatment. And and to get to that sentence, Scott... You had to suffer through I'm pages I'm of, of <laughs> diatribe that just meandered. Andy, I wanted to add just one thing, which is part of the experience I've had trying to cover this. When I started watching these daily press briefings and realized that when the Minnesota Department of Health conducts them, they're open to the press around the state, I asked to be included. Yes. And at the beginning... They told me they would include me, and they sent me the call-in telephone number and code to participate. And those briefings are broadcast around the state, and I thought if I could ask a question that was pointed enough, it might be a contribution to the analysis. And I never did get called on, but they would say at, at the conclusion of the briefing, if you were in the queue waiting to ask a question and weren't, didn't have an opportunity, email us and we'll get an answer back to you. Well, the question I asked several times was, we seem to be having a nursing home crisis. Why is the state shut down? And that question has since been asked by others, and and the answers are all interesting, but the substance of it is that we can't trust people to look, look out for themselves. And... Um, it really has bothered me that they've spent an hour a day, five days a week conducting these briefings without emphasizing the people not in nursing homes who are seriously at risk from the disease. They are those, I would say, mostly elderly people with serious underlying medical conditions, but others with underlying medical conditions, too. What are those conditions? They have an opportunity every day to make it clear who is at risk outside assisted care living facilities, uh, who is seriously at risk uh, of the disease, and they they don't do it. And that is exactly the model of Florida. That is what they have done. They have protected their assisted care facility residents, and believe me, they have millions more than we do up here. And they have protected them uh, wonderfully, and the percentages are way down there, way down in comparison. And they have also protected those who are elderly and with uh, uh, dire conditions of, or other health conditions that need to be, uh, that the, uh, the members of the public need to understand and know. And they've done that as well, while 
they have allowed the economy to reopen and people to once again live their lives in a much more open way. Not the same entirely yet, but it is a different model. Same in Texas. New York is the model that we are following, and it's the worst in the United States. They will not give people the information necessary to look out for themselves, and the newspapers are doing an equally pitiful job. This is what's driving me crazy. Yeah, and, you know, and they shut you down. <laughs> so, so I asked that question a few times, and then on April 27th, they started excluding me from the briefings, and uh, despite my asking several times over, they refused to tell me why. At so, the top of the it, show, Scott, I played... Uh, you know, something often uh, played uh, uh, the movie Network from 1976. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. You know, the, the, the uh, and, and I played it. I was a little bit cautious in wanting to play it because this is a very serious issue. Uh, it is a deadly issue. It is a, is a difficult public policy, uh, health and public policy decision-making issue. Uh, But the fact of the matter is, what we're talking about does cause you to get mad as hell. What the heck are we doing? And when you raise questions like you've raised and get shut down, those questions need to be answered. It's fundamentally wrong. I want to talk to you on the other side about face masks a little bit, uh, Scott, and uh, maybe a little about our uh, mayor here in the city of Minneapolis. Uh, the great Jacob Fry. We're going to be right back after uh, this break. While we're on this break, go to parkerdk.com. You'll learn a little bit more about Parker Daniels' keyboard. And we'll be right back. Stay with us. AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something exciting and extraordinary, a bucket list item with years of memories packed into 10 days? Make 2020 a year you'll never forget and join me, Sebastian Gorka, and my friend Mike Lindell on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th, journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world, and you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from history. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Need quotes on roofing, siding, or windows, but don't want several salespeople trouncing through your home? Well, just a few pictures from you and a short phone call with me, and I'll email you three competing quotes on any brand from three trusted local contractors. Set up a virtual appointment today at GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave, but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. 
Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. We're back. It's the victory hour. We're trying to bring some sanity to it all. And it ain't easy. It's crazy. Now, what we have is coming up next week. Well, not next week, just uh, in a couple days. Uh, we have a new, I don't know, I, I guess it's a regulation. $1,000 fine if you're not wearing a mask in any indoor facility in Minneapolis issued by Mayor Jacob Fry. Uh, I wonder of the legality related to that, first off. Uh, but, you know, beyond that, uh, the, the question of whether face masks make a difference or not is a real issue. Now, uh, even if people believe that to be the case, and again, when you listen to this show, you're going to get both sides. You're going to hear about, you know, why it might make sense. Frankly, the things we've talked about today, I don't know what the argument on the other side is, and I'd like somebody to tell me about it, about how the modeling, no, it isn't bad. It isn't inaccurate. It was entirely accurate. Really? Okay, I want to understand that. I want to understand why Jan Malcolm has done such a wonderful job by sending all these COVID folks into assisted care facilities and us being the leader at 81% of all of uh, deaths in Minnesota being in, a, in ACFs. It's just not right. But as it relates to these masks... It's a question mark whether they it even works. What do you uh, understand on that uh, on that score, Scott? I, I really I, I have an open mind, and I have to say I don't know enough. My personal reaction when I walk into a store and see everybody wearing a mask is I really don't want to have it shoved down my throat. I yeah. don't want to wear it. If I'm putting, I, I know I'm healthy. I don't. I would say I know I'm not putting anyone else at risk. Um, I'm healthy because I am totally isolated. Right. <laughs> you know, I live in a suburb where I haven't been within six feet uh, of anybody in the last 10 years. So uh, <laughs> that, that predates the uh, the disease. So I, I, I know I'm in good shape. I'm not putting anybody else at risk. And I hate being told what to do. The, the mask. Well, but what they'll say to you on that, Scott, is they'll say, you don't know if you've got COVID. You could be in perfect shape right. and have it, and then you can spread it. Yeah. That, that's the problem. But I, but I, <laughs> I haven't been anywhere. I haven't been close right. to anybody. Yeah. So I, but I, I just wanted to say uh, it seems to me it's part of the, camp, the panic campaign. Yeah, it's a fear you know, campaign. That we all and I, may, I might be wrong, and I, I have an open mind and, and, and uh, could be persuaded otherwise, but that's my reaction. Well, you know, we started uh, at the top of the show um, uh, asking the question, you know, what grade you might give Governor Walls if you were grading him based upon what he's done. He's been listening to his people, apparently, but maybe those people are the wrong people. Uh, who should be uh, advising, I can tell you, when you compare in terms of grades, uh, I want to add this to the mix of discussion. The states of New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Michigan, four big states run by folks on the blue team. I mean, they just are. 
um, have a total population of 51.1 million people, total dead, 43,679. 43,679 in those four states. Now, in Florida, Texas, Georgia, and Ohio, that's 72.8 million people. They have less than 7,000 people who have died. And those four states are run by folks on the red team. This isn't really a political thing. However, when you look at it, you got to call it out for what it is. The handling of this virus in red states is different than it's been in blue states, generally speaking, almost every case. And so I don't know why. I don't know why it ends up being liberals deal with it one way and the conservatives do it. I don't know why that should be. It shouldn't be. But that's what we're seeing. And those numbers, boy, hard to give uh, Governor Walls any um, good grade. Uh, but that's kind of a backdrop. What do you think uh, thus far for Governor Walls, Scott? In trying to be fair, I would say that his sh- uh, shutdown for two weeks on March 25th made sense. He continued it, I think, for six more weeks. And, and yeah. The, yeah. The, the statewide shutdown that has been so devastating, I don't think it's been warranted. I'm glad I, I'm not the person making the call. But... Um, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And you, you, you noted in uh, at the top of the segment that you invited me on that the actual number is 160 Minnesotans outside of assisted care living facilities as of today, as right. of the data today, uh, have died. And how many people know that? You know, 160, the, the total in Minnesota is 869. Yeah. But only 806, uh, only um, 160 outside of assisted care living facilities. And if you ask the authorities, uh, uh, the infectious disease division director at the Minnesota Department of Health, well, you've talked about, they'll tell us, okay, 82% are, are long-term care deaths. If you say everybody with underlying conditions, including those in, in assisted care living facilities, what percentage of, of deaths is that? And the answer, when, it was for, when the question was first asked three weeks ago, and the, and the answer was given, this Chris Ayersman of the Minnesota Department of Health had the answer computed to two decimal places. It was 99.24% yeah. of all deaths in Minnesota are assisted care living residents with serious underlying medical conditions or others outside uh, mostly elderly people with with seriously compromised physical conditions and people don't understand that i that i i was interested to hear if anybody would call today i think the information that you're providing is so little known it's so little advertised and incidentally the number has dropped from 99.24 percent to 98.4 percent in their most recent computation but they don't post that anywhere you have to ask at one of these it's still astronomical and the important fact is we have 5.6 million people in the state of minnesota Minnesota who are being shut down because of That's that. What I'm trying to say. And and that is crazy. And you don't have to know that it's crazy. Uh, just look across the border to South Dakota. They've had 50 deaths uh as of a, a day or two uh ago. And uh, again, the vast majority in the category that we're talking about, and they've got just under a million people uh, there, and they have not done a lockdown at all. So when people say, well, it wouldn't be those numbers if you if he hadn't locked down it, no, that's not necessarily true. No. And, and we can look at places where it's shown it's not true. Although people were going, let's watch Georgia, watch the bloodbath that's going to happen there. It hasn't happened there. In fact, it's, it's going on the downslope. Scott Johnson, thank you so much for being with us and shedding so much additional light where it is needed. And uh, hopefully they'll let you back into the media room to ask the smart questions because nobody else is doing it. I think I'm going to have to sue him, Andy. You, you may, and you know what? 
Parker Daniels keyboard will be there for you on it. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Thanks for coming on. Scott Johnson, Powerline blog. A uh, fantastic writer, and, uh, you know, he should really get an award for the series that he's done here on Corona. We will be here next week to talk politics, Israel, and the law, smart, plain talk. It's the Victory Hour. Until then, have a great week. All the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. AM 1280, The Patriot. The following is a true story. I had a lady that was in her mid-70s, and I'd sold her timeshare, and that was the lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I knew then that I had to do something to simply not to go to hell for selling timeshare. Chuck McDowell founded Wesley Financial Group to help folks cancel their timeshares permanently. Called her and everybody that I'd sold timeshare to, and I said, this is what I said to you that was a lie, and this is what you need to do to cancel your timeshare. From that point, people started referring friends to me to help them cancel their timeshare, and that's how it all started. I fought the world's largest timeshare company in federal court. If I had lost that lawsuit, there would be no one helping people that have been lied to when they bought timeshare. If we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or we'll give your money back. That's what makes us different. Call Wesley Financial Group now for a free information kit. 800-515-1771. That's 800-515-1771.